Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an awesome interview tonight with the rock band Aranda coming on in a moment. They are under a tight schedule because they are on tour currently with Theory of a Dead Man and Pop Evil, so we're going to try to make my intro a little briefer than I usually do. Um, Thank you for joining us tonight. A little bit brief information about my show. Um, I started it about four years ago, and the show was predominantly created to support people in the entertainment industry. Uh, My background is I'm a clinical psychologist, and one of the things that I really enjoy doing is interviewing people. And then the other passion I have is the entertainment industry. I I have an album out as a solo artist, and I also enjoy doing some writing. So I really wanted to combine my two passions and create this forum to support entertainers. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. A couple of disclaimers I just threw out there in the beginning is that although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show purely meant for entertainment purposes. We're not doing any type of formal therapy or assessment on the air. And the other thing I want people to keep in mind is um, I want my show to be open-ended, so feel free to discuss anything that you'd like, especially some entertaining stories. We'd definitely like to hear those, but just keep any um, names or organizations, et cetera, anonymous because we do not want to personally embarrass or humiliate anyone on the show. So let me do some introduction to the band, and then I will bring one of the members on. I'm not sure which one's calling in. I've been uh, corresponding with both of them. So Aranda is a rock group that was founded by the brothers Gabe and Damian Aranda. They originated from Oklahoma, and the band has had much success. These guys um, have had, it's interesting, because I would have thought they would have even had more albums out, but they had two prior releases uh, before they recently released Not the Same, um, including their self-titled album, as well as Stop the World. Both of those prior albums had major hit singles on them, uh, hitting the rock charts, which have included Still in the Dark, Undone, Satisfied, and One More Lie. And recently they released their album, Not the Same. It's a great album, and it really incorporates a lot of different elements of rock. I think their songwriting ability and their exceptional musicianship is truly showcased in a lot of the personal experiences that they share throughout this new album. The new single right now that they are debuting, which I heard on Octane, and that's how I recently uh, got these guys in my mind that I wanted to interview them, is uh, Don't Wake Me. So be sure to check out their album and pick it up and uh, check them out on tour with Theory of a Dead Man and also Pop Evil. For more information, you can visit them on their Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Aranda Band. So let me bring one of the members on. Hey, how are you? Damien. I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, (laughs) good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing very well. Thank you for joining me. Great. It's great great to be be on. Cool. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to interview you guys. I've been a fan for a while. Um, As I said, Octane's one of my favorite stations, and that's where I pick up a lot of the music from uh, bands I interview. So really great stuff you guys have had out. I mean, major singles, and it's an awesome new album that you have. You there? Oh, sorry, it cut out for a second. Oh. I don't know why. Oh, you cut out for a second. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was just complimenting have... you. Um, no, I was complimenting you on just, you know, so many of the hit singles that you guys have had out on um, the previous albums as well as, you know, Don't Wake Me, which we're going to feature tonight, often not the same. So, you know, great album you guys currently have. 
Well, thank you so much. We we were we put a lot into that record, and uh, we we're just excited to get it out. It was one of those kind of albums that kind of uh, came together. Um, a lot of it in the studio, so um, which was different for us because usually we had everything already kind of written before we got in the studio, and this was one that we kind of just put together. Uh, so there was a lot of, uh, I guess, spontaneous inspiration, uh, if you will. Nice. <laughs> and when you say, and we'll we'll skip around a little bit. I have uh, some questions prepared and stuff. But while we're talking about the album, where did you guys um, record it? What studio did you record it out of? We recorded it in two uh, studios. One was the Steakhouse in Los Angeles. We did a lot of the basic tracks and some of the vocal tracks. And then we came back home to Oklahoma City and did it in uh, did the guitar tracks and the rest of the vocals in a place called Lunar Manor Studios here in Oklahoma City. Very cool. And just, just so I can, and you can educate the audience, when you say that you were writing it in the studio, I mean, do you guys have like an indefinite period of time where you can kind of just hang out and write? I can't imagine, you know, money-wise, unless someone's off. No. Well, you know, I think we brought like five tunes in ourselves, five okay. or six tunes in that we really liked. And so we did do those. But then the other... You know, six kind of came just on a whim while we were just writing the rest of it. A lot of it was lyrics, you know, lyrics. Lyrics are always, uh, for us, the last thing to come. We're real we're real melodic. And, and, well, yeah, I know, it's weird. It's like the melodic and the instruments and all that kind of stuff um, kind of come really easy. And then uh, we really labor over the lyrics because we just want to get it right and we just don't want to throw things together, you know? Sure, sure. So would you say that, the music itself, like you said, when you're writing the melodies and stuff with the guitars and the music, that that inspires a certain type of content, would you say, so to speak, with the music in terms of what you might write about? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think when you even watch movies and stuff, you kind of, you see kind of the uh, soundscape as you're watching the movie, and so you hear it kind of in your brain, Mm -hmm. like if it's sad or if it's like happy or if it's angry or whatever it's going to be, and then you kind of paint over that and so that's what we do with the lyrics you know we hear you know kind of you know if I go back to even when we were writing Satisfied you know Mm -hmm. um, I kind of came up with the chords first and then uh, that night you know I just kind of was you know recalling a bunch of just crap that I had gone through and uh, just put lyrics and melody over the chords that I had already written so yeah I guess it does kind of just inspire it you know yeah, no, that's cool. That's really cool. It's always interesting to see how people compose a song and write, you know, so that's cool. So why don't we, let's digress a little bit. Tell us a little bit about, because I think it's interesting, and I've interviewed a couple of bands um, throughout the time that I've been doing these interviews with brothers in the band, so that's always interesting. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> what it was like with you and Gabe, you know, growing up in Oklahoma. What was that like for you guys? You know, as little kids, reflecting back on that. Well, it was Cool. You know, our parents divorced when we were really young, and so um, we grew up in Oklahoma for the first, you know, uh, I guess I was six when my parents divorced, and my brother was five, so we grew up in Oklahoma okay. until then, and then my um, father joined the Navy, and so we lived between my grandparents, my mom, and my dad. We bounced all over the country just because my dad was kind of, you know... Um, Wow. And maybe, and we were just moving all over to different places. So staying in the same school for very long was not something that we uh, had the luxury of doing. So we lived in Washington, D.C., Jacksonville, Florida, um, Miami, Florida, which is crazy, um, San Francisco, California. 
Um, so we, you know, we're well versed in the United States. <laughs> yeah. We we uh, we just bounced, and then yeah. finally we made our way back to Oklahoma, and we graduated high school in Oklahoma City. Because um, they always say you find your way back home, and so Oklahoma City really is home. Um, but uh, we stayed in Oklahoma City for a while, and then we ended up going back out to California. So it was it's just kind of a weird weird thing. But growing up was was crazy, you know, because we had um, my mom listened to the Beatles all the time, and so we got into um, harmony and all that stuff when we were four and five years old. We were already trying to figure that stuff out. We sang together. Um, constantly and tried to put on little concerts for my mom and my dad real early. And then when they divorced, you know, we tried to do it at, like, family functions and do all that stuff. And we got to the tennis racket stage, you know, where we were singing with tennis rackets. And, you know, (laughs) we had the tape deck and we put on something and go go and play and sing and have fun. And then I picked up the guitar when I was 12, and then we were doing talent shows and stuff all the way up through high school. And so really pretty fun. That's cool. So in terms of, and I read this about you guys, is it true that you're just self-taught both, you know, vocally and guitar-wise? Did you guys take any formal lessons or Yeah, we, we didn't really take any lessons. Wow. Very cool. Was there anyone particular in your family? Like, did this run in your family in terms of any other musicians or people in the entertainment industry? Well, you know, my dad was a guitar player and my mom was okay. a singer. Um, but I would say that I'm not saying that they had limited ability or anything. I'm just they were just kind of like, hey, we like to do it for fun, hang out, right. and entertain our friends with it. They weren't really having any aspirations of being professional musicians, but it did rub off on us in the beginning for sure. And uh, it's funny. I have a great story with my dad. He literally was like, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, there's a lot of things you go through. You go through those stages of like, I want to be this, I want to be that. I think I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer, and I wanted to be the president of the United States, and then I wanted to. Right. finally, you know, be a musician and play music and all that stuff. And I remember my dad was showing me the guitar. He goes, oh, you'll probably end up dropping this in about three months and going on to something else because that's what you always do. And it always stuck with yeah. me. And so I was kind of like, I think one reason I stayed and really tried to hone my craft with the guitar was because my dad thought I couldn't do it. And so after that, right. I just took off. And uh, I remember always going and saying, hey, Dad, can you do this? Hey, Dad, can you do this? And he could, and it was awesome. Now I was like 13 or 14, so it was great. So <laughs> had fun with it. Yeah, and fast forward to, you know, where you guys are today as, you know, it's a very successful band. You know, what does your dad have to, what does he say to you today? He loves it. Like, he's our biggest fan. He really is. Aww. He loves, he loves our band, loves us, listens to all the songs. And honestly, you know, he's like, golly, that song really resonates with me, man. Where'd you come up with, you know, he's just, he's just great. He's great. He loves That's it. That's great. So, um, That's awesome. So we made so him proud, said, I think. Proved, <laughs> yeah, you definitely proved yourself to him and uh, showed him that you guys could persevere and, and stick with something you said you were going to do. So that's awesome. So really yeah. quick, Damien, any other? Do you have any other siblings? Um, we uh, had a brother and a sister, but they passed away early on. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, crazy. And so it was just me and Gabe growing up, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit because I know, like I said, you guys are on tour, and I don't want to believe me. I could interview you for at least an hour, but uh, we'll keep pushing forward. Oh. So tell us about you get back to Oklahoma, like you said, you graduate from high school there, and uh-huh. from there, did you guys did you decide to go on to college role, or was it just you know what we're going to pursue music, and you just kind of went full force with that? It's funny. I got a 
an acting scholarship, which was hilarious because, wow. I mean, I'd, I had been in a few plays, and I just I kind of had a knack for it, I guess, but it wasn't okay. really like a passion or anything, but it was free ride to college. So um, I went to college here at the University of Central Oklahoma here in, uh, right. in Edmond, Oklahoma. And so <clears throat> went there for a while. And then, you know, about a year and a half in, I was just like, God, this just this just isn't me. I really want to play. So, you know, I started working full time. Uh, and then we started playing at bars and wherever we could, like, somebody would pay us and whatever. They'd pay us, like, 50 bucks to come play somewhere, and we'd be there. And, um, so I did that, and um, we did that for years. I mean, I'm, when I say years, I mean at least – it had to be at least eight, nine years, you know, because we started – playing in bars when I was about 15, so, um, and that, which is crazy, and so then we finally, um, um, as we were playing and stuff, we were like, we've got to figure out a way to, how to get out of this, this thing, you know, we've got to figure out a way to, to, to start marketing ourselves or something, because, you know. Really quick, really quick, Beanie, while you're talking, really quick, where, just to, not to interrupt you, but I want to, I think it's interesting, where were you, what were you and Gabe doing for work? Like you said, while you guys are trying to do gigs, uh, work, and what were you guys doing? And then you can tell uh, us what you did to start marketing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. We we were tile setters at first, both of us. Okay. And so we were setting tile and just doing a lot of construction work, and then I started working at a place called Remington Park, where I was a trash man, a waiter, and a runner with like food and and my first my first real job was at you know when I was doing at Remington Park was I had to squeegee the horse pee off the track so it was very uh, yeah nobody liked that job very much and I was the only one that was willing to 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 do it so it was at, at night too which was even worse you know you'd get there at like ten and leave at six and you'd just smell like horse pee. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, again, yeah, you guys awesome. did what you needed to to get to where you are today, right? Say that again? I said you guys did what you needed to to get to where you are today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Which was a good thing. For It was a good thing for us. I mean, you know, you got to pay your dues for sure. Right. Right. Definitely. Okay, so talk a little bit about, like you said, you got to the point, it's like eight, nine years, and it's like, all right, we've got to start marketing ourselves. So what do you guys start to do to get your name out there and start, you know, getting to that next level? Well, the craziest thing was we ended up uh, knowing a guy in high school who was friends. (laughs) This is hilarious because this is just so crazy, but we, we ended up meeting one of the members of Color Me Bad. I, remember, I don't know if you remember that group, but yeah, they did, I, I mean, like, I, I recognize the name. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar yeah. with them, but I do recognize the name. Well, you know, a friend of a friend knew him, and you know, we just kind of met up, and he ended up really taking a liking to our band, and actually started investing a little bit of money in us, and uh, nice. you know, he has since become like a multi-million-dollar songwriter, written like tons of stuff for a bunch of other people, but. We signed to his, he had a little label that was going, so we signed to their label, or his label, and uh, and he started, you know, he wanted, he wanted to do, it was weird, because he wanted to do this thing where we just recorded, you know, records, and this is the early 2000s, so it's one of those okay. deals where he he wanted to basically do these videos, and 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 try to just go straight through radio, no touring, no anything like that. Just that's just kind of how it was kind of working a little bit better back then because he didn't really want us to be a band. He kind of saw us as this hollow notes kind of thing, which was 
Oh wow! Crazy, but, okay. we, but hey, we kind of we kind of went with it, and uh, so our first, you know, um, time that we ended up meeting um, one of the big big record executives was Tommy Matola, which is wow. I don't know if you know you know that guy. He was the yeah, guy. I recognize the to, name. I can't remember who he to Mariah was. Carey. But I reckon- he was. He was married right. to Mariah Carey, and he was kind of right. you know he was he's a big time record guy. But right. so we go in there and. Um, and we start singing for him, and he just loves it. I mean, like crazy, loves it. And so awesome. um, he signed us on the spot. Um, and so we were our first label. I, a lot of people don't know this, but we were signed to Sony Epic for oh, wow. two years. And uh, this was 2002, 2003. And okay, um, we, we recorded a record, and it never came out. So um, we have like oh, a, a record and- of like of 13 songs that nobody's heard. <laughs> And it's and again you um, might not I under, I respect you if you can't like talk about why but can you give like a generic kind of brief reason of what happened that they didn't release yeah, it Yeah um in 2003 uh Sony ended up doing a big like they just started firing everybody and when oh, they did gosh. that they they had a ton of acts that they just let go and we were one of those acts so um oh, that's what that's, what that's that's it in a nutshell so uh, we were pretty deflated because we were like, we didn't even get to come out. <laughs> uh, oh, so. And so wait, and you also have like 13 songs that were never released, you're saying, that no one's ever heard? Not really. I mean, maybe a few of our close friends, but that's about it. Wait, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's just, wow. Yeah, we might put them out one day as the Lost Archives, but, uh, yeah, you know, you you always, I'm always a little leery of that because I hear – you know, some of these other bands, but even some of our friends in some of these other bands, they somebody has put out some of their stuff that they just don't want anybody to hear, and you end up hearing some really bad stuff. So I don't know how oh, good right, it is. It's right. really, it's really pop, like really pop. Like, wow. I'm not saying it's Backstreet Boys, but it's, you know, it's pop. Right, right. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's do, I mean, really interesting stories, really cool stuff. And, again, I really – try to do an interview where I can, you know, bring out some interesting stuff that you're not going to see other places. So, yeah, some really cool stuff you're sharing. But I want to be able to fit the two songs in, and like I said, I want to respect that you're under some time constraints tonight, too. So tell us a little bit about um, Don't Wake Me, and then we're going to come back and do some more interview and then check out another track. Um, Don't Wake Me um, was a song we haven't even gotten to kind of, I'm a pastor at a church now, and uh, that's what I do when we're not playing and, and not on a road, oh, on the okay. road, um, and uh, I had a guy, or I actually had a guy's mom come in, and uh, she was like, please help my son, he's addicted to heroin, He's he, we've tried everything, can you just please, please, he loves your band, he looks up to you, hang out with him, so me and this guy, his name's Alex, we ended up... Uh, basically having a really great friendship for about six months. And uh, he'd actually come to shows with us and he was uh, in rehab and he got cleaned up. And one day he ended up slipping up and he shot up and he died. Um, And it was just heartbreaking. He's 22 years old. And uh, man, immediately, you know, this was a kind this was, you know, started writing the riff course and then, we just started mm-hmm. going into the song. And so the first part of that song is all about him, you know, um, just yeah, lyrically. Uh, three seconds right. from a heart attack, all that stuff. And it, it's just, it was just really crazy. So um, that's, that's kind of where that song comes from. 
Okay. I mean, thank you. I'm sorry to hear about that. That's just, it's such an epidemic and it's just, yeah, it's really sad with, you know, what's going uh, on in the world awful. with people getting addicted to that. I know. So, totally okay. Awful. So let's, uh, I know it's a, it's a great riff you guys have. It's really powerful and, you know, it's, yeah. Okay. So let's uh, check it out. All right. And then we'll come back and do some more interview. All right. Sounds great. Okay. Hold on. All right, everyone, if you're tuning in right now, you're listening to Damien from Aranda. We're going to check out their hit single, Don't Wake Me, which is out right now. It is off of their album, Not the Same. Please be sure to check up, uh, pick up a copy and also check them out on tour with Theory of a Dead Man and Pop Evil. We'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, Don't Wake Me by Aranda. So, again, check out their album, Not the Same. It is uh, currently out now. All right, let's bring Damien back on. All right, Damien, you're back on. Again, it's it's a great it's a great track, and now it definitely has a, a different um, perspective for me when I look at the song now that I know what it's about. So, pretty uh, yeah, it's powerful. It's, it's intense, intense and crazy, and all those things mixed into one. It it was it was honestly kind of hard to get through singing that thing in the vocal booth. <laughs> wow, I can't even imagine. Yeah, just in terms of how emotional it was for you. Um. With your album, tell us a little bit about uh, who are the members playing on it, because I know you guys, you know, are predominantly, you know, a two-piece in terms of how you usually identify yourselves, but um, who else is involved in the band? Yeah, we uh, had a guy named Bruno Agra and another okay. guy named Bruno, Bruno Weaver. I mean, Bruno two Weaver, Bruno? Brian Weaver. <laughs> two, oh. No, not two Bruno, sorry, Brian. <laughs> so, so it was Bruno and Brian, and they're both in okay. the band We Are Harlot. And um, oh wow, great! And they were recording their record in the same place at the same time with the same producer, and we were just like, "This is going to make a lot of sense in a lot of ways." So we used them, right. and uh, they phenomenal musicians, really cool. Actually, honestly, they surprised me because they were able to go on that kind of journey musically with us, and uh, um, the, the album wouldn't sound like it it did without both of those guys. Cool. Very cool. And what what are each of the instruments that they play? Um, Bruno plays drums and Brian plays bass. Nice. Very nice. And are these guys touring with you right now too or no? No, they're actually on tour with uh, We Are Harlot. And honestly, we're actually going to be doing some shows on that Theory of a Dead Man run. They're like taking over for Pop Evil on some of the gigs. So it'll be fun to kind of hang out. We might actually have them come out and play a couple with us. Cool, very cool. So you record, who produced this album then? Who was the producer that you guys work with? Uh, uh, his name was Cato Candwalla, and uh, he's okay. a very interesting guy. He did the Pretty Reckless, uh, obviously did We Are Harlot. Um, nice. He's kind of an up-and-coming guy, you know. I think he, his, his background's in engineering, and uh, he started, he did a bunch of stuff for like Paramore and Breaking Benjamin and some pretty big acts, cool. and so um, he kind of struck out on his own, and um, we got, you know, lucky enough for him to go, you know what, I, I want to work with you guys, and so we got together, and it clicked pretty good. That's great. Yeah, I mean, great job to all of you guys on the album. I mean, just phenomenal work, you know, in terms Thank of you. Yeah, the production, everything on it, the mix, really good. Really Thank great stuff. Thank you very stuff. much. Yeah. Um, so tell us, I thought it was an interesting thing to read about the uh, time that Kelly Clarkson reached out to you guys for a couple of the tracks that she wanted to use on her album, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, we never do an interview without that coming up. Um, right. It's funny because <laughs> it's, it's just funny because uh, I was doing a lot of stuff with Sam, who was the guy that I was previously talking about, and I had gotten to some publish, publishing stuff, so I was writing a bunch of songs for other people. And Kelly heard both of those songs and just she just wanted to do them. And we had already kind of released them on our record and right. ended up being – and she she just loved it. She was like, I want to do these on my record. Uh, is that okay with you guys? And I was like, uh, is that okay with us? That's great. So um, 
when we got those things placed, that put a lot of gas in the vans so that we could kind of continue touring. <laughs> so it was good. Nice. It was really good for us. That's great. And especially it's, it's unfortunate the way the industry, as you, I'm sure you know, is today. It's just dramatically changed, you know, in the past handful of years. And, yeah, you need stuff like that, like you said, to kind of give you that extra fuel and stuff to keep it going. Yeah, I, I mean, for us, you know, I mean, we've realized even in the last three or four years, even since we put out Stop the World, that the streaming business right now is just, I mean, you just, you don't sell records anymore. You right. don't sell, I mean, it's really hard unless you're, you know, top 20 on the pop chart to sell singles. So, I mean, we make we make our money and bread and butter going out on the road, touring, it's merchandise, fun. all that right. kind of stuff, because it's just so hard. I wish... You know, I wish there was a way, you know, you could still do that. But we love it so much, we just kind of go with the flow and figure it out. Yeah, it's great. And like you said, if you have publishing opportunities and placement and all that type of stuff, I mean, that's that's awesome. You know, that just yeah, rounds out all the other stuff. Yeah, really cool. Um, tell us a little bit about, it's interesting that you guys have had several songs or at least one or not more featured with um, sports you know, sports teams and stuff. Tell us a little bit about that. That was interesting, the WWE and some of that stuff. Yeah, the WWE thing came up. Uh was one of the first big things that we had had. Um, they kind of were just like, this would be the perfect song. Uh, you know, and we were like, wow. I remember they would contact us. And let's just tell the truth. We were big wrestling fans back in the day, but, I mean, it had been years since I'd ever watched any, you know, Right. WWE stuff. It just had been years. So, but they had us go on these like chat things and like talk about that. So we had to like literally study up for like a week before we could go and do all these chats with all these big wrestling fans, and it was pretty, <laughs> it was just pretty funny because we were, we, wow. we I, I, not that I don't love wrestling. I just we just hadn't watched it in so long, and so we had to, we were like still talking about you know. Rowdy Roddy Piper, and, you know, we had to get, you know, Hulk Hogan and all that stuff, and we are like, oh, man, we better uh, catch up with some of the new guys. <laughs> right. Uh, and so the cool, thing, the, the cool thing about it, we got to do that. And then we, I remember ordering the pay-per-view thing, and our whole family came, watched it, and they played that song like 60 times during the deal, and so it was so fun. And, um, you know, anytime you can do or get any kind of licensing or hear yourself on the radio or anything like that, I think some people go, does that ever get old? And the the simple answer is no, it never gets old. It's yeah, still so exciting. Right. Every time you hear yourself on the radio, see anything on TV, it's unbelievable. It's just an unbelievable feeling, and you just want to, you know, hug somebody. <laughs> right, right, right. Or just, yeah, just kind of put it in a bottle and just have it all the time, because I'm sure, yeah, it's just probably beyond the way to see something like that happen. That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. And I think your song showcase, like, and I've read about you guys, you know, talking a little bit about that, but it does showcase this kind of this fight that you guys have and this resilience and kind of perseverance and not giving up. And I think that's perfect for, you know, sports themes and things like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the story of our lives, you know. I mean, just even our, you know, upbringing and the way, you know, felt like we were mm-hmm. counted out quite a bit. And, uh by, by seriously the grace of God, we we have kind of just been able to survive and honestly thrive. So it's been great. That's great. That's great. Well, let's do this. I want to fit another song in uh, before we have to wrap up tonight. So one of my personal favorites, I mean, there were so many. Let me look at my notes here because I have so many notes here. Let me just tell you a couple other ones that I love before I feature this one. Um, Center of the Universe is really cool. Who's the, uh, who's the narcissist that that's written about? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Man, that was a real... I had to throw that out there. <laughs> there was a really crazy, that was one of the songs we had brought in, too. And that was just, I was just written at a time. It's great, that, a great track. You know, it, thank you. It was kind of in the satisfied realm of songs, you know, when we were writing. Mm-hmm. I was just, I mean, I don't think I could just break out of that particular mindset. So it was very, uh, it, the thing I love about the song is it's, it's for us, it's a little bit different, you know, sonically and melodically. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of the times it's cool to be able to break into you know, your falsetto, which I don't, we don't use a ton in our songs because, you know, we're screaming rock all the time. And so this one kind of, you know, it lets us showcase our vocal in a different way. Yeah, that was great. It was a great song. Um, the acoustic one I love, too. I mean, are you listening? That's a great track. Are you listening? Um, are you yeah. listening? Yeah. Yeah, it's great, too. We Are the Enemies, cool. I love that one. But my, one of my personal favorites, and I, I think, again, it resonates really a lot with me in terms of my life, like we're talking about being resilient and kind of overcoming things with um, starting over. That's the one I picked tonight to play because I just thought that that was just a really great track. Well, thank so you very much. A little bit of, yeah, tell us about that one a little bit, and then we'll, uh, we'll check it out. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, Gabe and I, we didn't write a ton of stuff together on this record. We kind of did some stuff separately. Um and not like Stop the World, I think we wrote almost everything together. But this record, we was just kind of all over the place. I think our lives were a little bit different. But Starting Over was one of those tracks um, that we had specifically gotten together and uh, wrote this song. We probably wrote it in about three hours. And it was literally okay. about our lives. You know, it was about, you know, um, past is over. We're looking forward to what God has for us now. And uh, we were really excited um, that we were able to put it on the record because we had, you know, like 18 songs and uh, the label kind of cut some of them down. And so we were so happy when we got to put this re- one out because we think that it can resonate with people. And, uh, you know, it just, it's positive. And that's, the, I think the world needs a little bit of that too. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. I'm going to put you on hold again. We're going to check it out and then we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit about the tour and, and then start uh, wrapping some stuff up for you guys, okay? Sounds great. All right, thanks. All right, once again, you're listening to Damien, the guitarist from Aranda. We're going to check out their song Starting Over, as I mentioned. It's one of my personal favorites off of their album. And uh, be sure to pick it up right now. Their album is titled Not the Same, and it is currently out. Here we go with Starting Over, and we will be back.
All right, again, starting over by Aranda, and uh, let's bring Damien back on so we can start wrapping things up with him tonight because he is currently on a big tour with Theory of a Dead Man and uh, Pop Evil. All right, Damien, great song. Really love it. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, really good. I have to comment because it's on the Facebook page, and I did not mention this yet, um, that you wanted to talk about the uh, sports team that you're a very big fan of. I have to mention that since you guys promoted it on your page. The what that I'm a big fan of? <laughs> sports team. The, uh, let's see, Chicago oh. Bears. <laughs> I love the Chicago Bears. And they've won two in a that. row. And they've won two in a row, and I'm really excited about that because right now they're they're struggling and having a really hard time. But, like, uh, I'm a Bears fan for life, so um, nice. I'm with them. I'm with them, you know, whatever they do. Very cool. Very cool. So where are you guys uh, performing tonight? And then you can plug, you know, your different websites where people can find you at. Where are you guys tonight? We are doing the big drive tonight. And then we're doing Jackson, Mississippi. Then we're in Destin, Florida. Then we go to Myrtle Beach and then Charleston. And that's our week this week. Okay. Nice. So you're just driving tonight, you said? Oh, yeah. And it's fun. Okay. It's, okay. We, we we drive in luxury. We do a 15-passenger van and a trailer. It's great. <laughs> wow. Would you say you do a 15? What was that? I would just say we drive in luxury. It's You know, it's very luxurious. <laughs> what is, well, what is it very, composed of? What are you driving? Well, it's a 15-passenger van. I mean, when you have seven guys in a 15-passenger van, uh, it's really hard to sleep. It's really hard to lay down. And the yeah. smells aren't always the best. <laughs> right. Oh my. Wait. So, are you on? And again, just educate me because I apologize. Is it is it a tour bus run or you're in some type of a big van? Um, it's like I mean, it's a big, big old white van, you know, with uh, you know, and and we take turns driving, and uh, right. It's a lot of the people. A lot of the people that we tour with uh, are in obviously huge tour buses, um, but we just don't feel like you know, spending $30,000 a month on a tour bus right. for us wow. with what we're doing right now. I'd really take some of that home, you know. So um, yeah. we end up, yeah, we Smart. end up just, uh, you know, we like to bring a little money home. So, but it's, I mean, it's definitely uh, when we get on people's tour buses, we're always like, golly, maybe one day <laughs> we'll try to splurge and do this one time. Because it really is nice. I mean, it's it's almost like a moving home, you know. Right, right. Wow. Well, it's been great, Damien, having you on tonight. I mean, it's been an awesome interview. I hope people will check out the podcast for it because learned some really interesting stuff about you guys that personally I didn't read anywhere else. So I really hope people will check it out. Well, thank you so much for having me and, and just even paying attention to our band. We're really thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And keep in touch. And if you have new music coming out in the future, you're always welcome back on. And I wish you guys, you know, much continued success with the uh, the tour and the and the music in your future. Well, thank you very much. Okay. So I'll let you guys get All rolling. Right. And, uh, again, much success with the tour. And uh, I'll be looking out for you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great night, Damon. You too. Bye. Great talking to you. Bye. You too. Thanks. Bye. All right, everyone, again, Damien from Aranda. Check out their awesome album titled Not the Same as It's Currently Out Now. And if for some reason you tuned in late 
to the interview a podcast will be available once the show is over. You can download it off of my website, or you can also go to iTunes. The Carrie Edelman Show is available on iTunes. I have about, gosh, almost 200 interviews at this point. So please check it out. Really cool interviews. I take you on an interesting journey with each person, and uh, no interview is the same. So really unique stuff that I try to do and incorporate into um, my interviews. So thanks again for tuning in tonight. Um, please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. And uh, you can also befriend me on Facebook. I have two pages. One of my pages is maxed out, but I'd love to keep in touch with people that way too. And if you want, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman, and I will also follow you back. So thanks so much for tuning in. Next Monday, actually, October, what is it, 19th, I have the um, theatrical rock band Separations coming on. They're out right now. They have some great music. So uh, tune in at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern next Monday, and I'll be promoting it on all of my pages to uh, check out Separations. But once again, awesome interview with Aranda, and be sure to uh, check these guys out and purchase a copy of their album, Not the Same. Thanks so much for tuning in, and have a great night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.